This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Afrelech and Hanukkah, a good Erev Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. I'd like to wish a Mazel Tov to Rabbi and Mrs. Menachem Kurtz of Houston, Texas, upon the birth of their baby girl. May they see much nachas from this new baby and from their daughter. This is also a special mazav to the, par- the grandparents, my sister and brother-in-law, Mr. and Mrs. Yisrael Minkov, and the special great-grandparents, my parents, the Sakhalos, and they may they see much nachas from all of their children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. We have this chus to be able to have our shiurim, our podcasts, that we deliver both Friday afternoon and what's delivered in the shul can now spread across America, maybe even in Eretz Yisrael as well, because of Shabsi Saperstein, who took it upon himself when we start, when we were unfortunately in lockdown during COVID, and we started recording Shurim, he decided to send them out, and then he took it to the next lovely. He now made it a formal podcast. It's now available on Spotify, and we owe him a lot of gratitude for all that he does for this recording, and for all our recordings, and for our shul, and really the community. And we'd like to wish him a mazdav on his award from Young Israel of QR and Hills, that is acknowledging him for his community service. I can't think of a better person in our neighborhood who deserves a community service award for all that he does for the entire community and all his various capacities and jobs and what he does for our show and mainly for this podcast, for this Friday afternoon recording that Bar Hashem can be heard as far as Houston, Texas, because he took the time to put it together and every Friday he sends it out when he's extremely busy and we thank him and we appreciate all that he does for the community and we wish him many, many more years serving our community. This week's parasha, we learn and we're happy to read about Yosef's rise to greatness. The last couple of parishes we were reading about Yosef's situation, and it's hard for us to read it, even though we all know the answer, we all know the ending, we all know the story. But as the parishes go through, we're reading about Yosef's pain, stuck in jail yet another two years for a crime he didn't commit, detached from his family, hasn't heard from his father. We, we feel Yosef's pain, we're in his shoes, we know what he's going through, we can imagine what it must feel like. And then finally we get to this week's parish, and so to say the tables turn. Yosef finally gets out of his predicament. He finally, his ticket out, he finally works. He finally gets out of being in jail. And not only does he get out of jail, he works his way up to the top. Very often the typical Jewish way, we go from the bottom all the way to the top. It wasn't that Yosef came out in jail, became a regular regular citizen, a regular civilian of Mitzrayim. No, no, no. He went all the way from the bottom, all the way up to the top to be second in command in the entire very powerful Egyptian country. But Yosef HaTzadik teaches us in this week's parasha something that we have to remember. And unfortunately, we're learning the hard way in the time we live right now. Yosef HaTzadik was seeing success. His life turned around and he was in a good place. He had a great job, making a lot of money. He had a wife. And now he was starting to have children. And Yosef HaTzadik knew that life is a lot better. Life is fantastic. Life is great. Yosef HaTzadik wanted to remind himself of one very important thing. Life is not perfect in the current situation. Eretz Mitzrayim was not the land Yosef envisioned of staying in. Eretz Mitzrayim was not the country where Yosef wanted to raise his children. This is not where Yosef envisioned and planned on building the next generation of Klaus who was not in the land of Mitzrayim, a land that was known for its anti, we'll call it anti-Jewish ideology and moral way of living. It was a land of shtufe, zima, full of Improper behavior. This is not a country where Yosef ever envisioned raising his children. But unfortunately, that's where he was. And when he comes to naming his children, he names his son Ephraim. 
What he was trying to tell himself was, yes, I'm successful. Yes, I'm well off. Yes, I'm okay, but I'm not where I want to be. This is not my final destination. This is not the end of the game for me. I yearn and I want to be back in Eretz Yisrael. This is not where I envision life taking me. Yes, I'm here now and I'm very appreciative. I'm being successful. I'm doing my job and Yosef definitely did. But he lived and he named his son that name to remind him, this is not where it ends. This is where we are now. We have to put in our time. We have to do what we're supposed to. But this is not the end. We find a similar idea with Moshe Rabbeinu. And Moshe Rabbeinu names his son Gershon. Why? This is a foreign land. I don't belong here. There's always that yearning of a Jew that we don't belong in Gullahs. We don't belong in this situation. Yes, we accept it. And yes, we make the best of it. And yes, we should be successful. But we always have to have that yearning. This is not the end of the game. This is not our final resting place. This is not where we're supposed to aspire to one day finish here. We always should be aspiring for something bigger. We want to feel that we belong in Eretz Yisrael. We belong in, in Eretz HaKadosh. We belong in the land that was given to our fathers in the parishes that we've been reading all of these weeks. America, as great as it's been for us. We have to believe this is not the end of the game for us. We have to believe that there will come a day that we'll be able to go to Eretz Yisrael and live in peace with all of Klai Yisrael together. And unfortunately what happens throughout Jewish history is that we get very complacent in a certain country and we lose that aspiration, we lose that drive to go back to Eretz Yisrael. The Meshachachma famously pointed out there's going to come a time where the Jews are going to say, Keep Berlin, he Yerushalayim. Why do we need anything greater than Berlin? Berlin was a wonderful city. What a wonderful place, Germany. Why do we need to aspire to go one day go to Eretz Yisrael? What's wrong with Berlin? Everything you have is there. Obviously, the Meshachachma said this many years before the Holocaust, but now we can look back and say, no, we now understand that Berlin is obviously not Yerushalayim. And we very often are guilty when we get moved from one Gullus to another Gullus. We get very complacent. And we start to think, maybe this is America, Yerushalayim. And the last couple of months, mainly since October 7th, we started to learn and we started to realize we're not all that loved here. Many people don't like us that much here. As Baruch Hashem, as the government is very good to us and we have to be extremely makratoyv. And they are, Baruch Hashem, amazingly. This is the best gulf we've ever experienced. But make no mistake, we're not loved here by many people. Look what's going on on the college campuses. It's very clear anti-Semitism is very much alive in a country like America. Baruch Hashem, again from the government officials that are on our side, and it should only continue. But we have to have this as a reminder, did we perhaps fall into the trap of thinking, Ki America, He Yerushalayim, this is it? This is where we're going to end the game? We're going to end it here in America? That can't be. Yosef taught us, Moshe taught us, we always have to aspire for bigger. And now when we see what's going on, it gives us a little bit of a nudge to realize, no, this can't be it. We are not very liked here. The anti-Semitism that is being experienced in America is something that I that has not been seen here in this country in many, many years, and maybe if at all. And this is a reminder for us, we have to remember, this is not where we belong. This is not our final destination. It's not America. When we put into the ways where we're supposed to end up, it's not here in America. Yes, we stay here. We should stay here until we get that call, until we're lucky enough to be able to go to Eretz Yisrael. We have to stay here. But what do we do? We look around. We see that they hate us. We are so behated on college campuses. The rhetoric, the talk is so, is so evil about us. What are we supposed to do? What is our attitude supposed to be? And the truth is we turn to the Yom Tov of Hanukkah. As we close out Hanukkah today, it was a beautiful Yom Tov. A difficult Yom Tov this year because of what's going on in Eretz Yisrael. But a real beautiful Yom Tov. And 
if you think about Hanukkah, there's one interesting thing about the Yom Tov of Hanukkah, is that the time that we light the menorah is always at night. Dark, cold. Some people light outside, it's even more difficult. You have the wind, the coldness, the dark. Why do we light menorah? We all understand that menorah during the day wouldn't be as productive, but it's such an amazing mitzvah that we do specifically in the darkest time. The answer is because that's what the menorah represents, the Jew in the darkest of time. What is a Jew when he's in his darkest of time, when things are bleak, when things are depressing, when things are hard, when it's cold and the world around us seems to have forgotten about us? What do we do? We light a menorah. We continue doing our thing. We do our mitzvahs, we learn Torah, and we don't stop. We don't let them bring us down. We don't let them try to convince us, that, well, maybe Judaism is not the right way. Maybe if we only been more like them. No, the Hanukkah t- story told us, becoming the Misyavnim didn't help us. That's not the answer. The answer is not be more like them. The answer is be more like us. The more we devote ourselves to Torah and mitzvahs, the more we enlighten ourselves with Torah, the light, the better off we'll be. We don't have to give in to them. We don't have to be afraid of them. When things are the most darkest and the bleakest of times, that's when we light them in Torah. We say, HaKadosh Baruch I'm here to serve you even in the most difficult of times. And that's what happened in the Hanukkah story. After the Jewish people experienced such an amazing miracle, that they defeated this very powerful army. They come into the base of Mikdash, and the base of Mikdash is completely destroyed. And there's not enough Shemit. So what do the people do? The Jewish people go over, and they say, listen, what do we do when they're trying to kill us? Again, what do we do when they're trying to oppress us? We keep doing mitzvahs. That's what a Jew does when things get tough. We try our best, but we keep pushing. We keep on. We don't stop. We don't give in. We don't do less mitzvahs. We don't learn less Torah. On the contrary, we do more. This is how we fight against those who hate us, those who want to bring us down. And we see it later on in the parsha, really earlier in the parsha, Yosef Atzadik teaches us something very important. You know, Yosef Atzadik has his chance to be—he's pulled out of the out of jail. He has his chance to speak one on one to the king. You would imagine he'd make a plea, he'd give a whole speech about why he's really innocent and why he deserves to be this, that, and the other. You know what Yosef says? I can do whatever Hashem gives me the ability to do. Yosef Atzadik proclaimed. The, the idea that Kodesh Baruch Hu runs the world. He was a walking Kiddush Hashem. That's what we need to do. When we're presented with a world where the world is so anti and so negative about Judaism, we need to show the world. Not hide our religion. Be proud of who we are. Yosef was proud that he was a God-fearing Jew in a country that was very not into God-fearing Jews. They were not into monotheistic ideology. They were very into pagan. And on top of that, they believed Parah himself was a God. But Yosef was proud. He was a proud Jew. We're seeing now more than ever people that had no connection to Judaism or never lived as a Jew are being proud of being a Jew. That's what Yosef was. Yosef was a proud Jew. He got up in power and said, Power, I can do whatever Hashem lets me. You gotta be crazy to talk to someone, a king like that, and talk about God. The answer was Yosef was a proud Jew. When you're a proud Jew, they respect you. They respect you more than when you try to hide it. Now again, we don't have to go around flaunting our religion. We don't have to also give up on our religion. The way we're going to fight this very dark feeling of anti-Semitism that we're experiencing in our country is twofold. We're going to be, we're going to be like Yosef Atzadik. We're going to realize that we're proud of a Yid. Unfortunately, you, you hear on college campuses, people walk out of their dorm room, they think twice if there's anything on their body that gives away that they're Jewish. They hide this and they hide that, they have to put this away. Unfortunately, and I don't blame them, it's dangerous. Who wants to get accosted? Who wants to get attacked for being Jewish? But we realize we're proud. We're proud of our Torah mitzvahs. We're proud of our yeshivas. We're proud of our shuls. We're proud of our institutions. 
That's what we fought for during the Hanukkah story. To be proud Jews, to be able to, to be openly be able to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's what's going to get us through the darkest time. So when the world around us seems to not be in such favor of us, not seem to be our best friends, that's okay. Because we realize America is not the end of the road for Kal Yisrael. We know we have something bigger waiting for us. We believe there's going to come a time when we'll be zeichet to the ultimate gula. But until that day comes, we need to hold strong. And we need to push ourselves, to be mechazek ourselves, to do more mitzvahs, to do like the Yidin did to the times of Yivan. And don't give in to them. Don't assimilate, because unfortunately assimilation is not the answer. Stand strong, believe, be a proud Jew. Serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Give it more, don't give it less. And Mitzvah Shem and that's chus, to take away from Hanukkah. Just like the Jewish people experienced miracles in the times of Hanukkah. We are living through miracles right now. It's unbelievable what's going on in Eretz Yisrael. Every day there's another miracle upon miracle that's happening. How soldiers are being saved and people are being saved and miracles are happening under our nose. Now is the time of miracles. In Mitzvah Shem we should be zeicher. To have, to experience the ultimate miracle. The miracle that we wait for and, and, and anticipate and count down to, hopefully. The miracle that will be the arrival of Mashiach when we'll be able to, for all kala arts, the world will see. The world will see what it's all about. And then we'll be zeichet to the end of our journey. We'll be zeichet together to all. Go to Eretz Yisrael with the arrival of Mashiach. Have a wonderful Shabbos.